Welcome to Get Your Goal with Paula B. I'm your host, Paula B. I'm a weight loss and menopause expert, certified life coach, and author of the book, Mind Over Menopause. On this podcast, we dive deep into the mindset tools and proven Get Your Goal formula that will help you lose weight for the last time. Are you ready to get your goal? Me too. Let's go. Hello, hello, goal friend. Welcome to episode number 302, How to Choose Your Goal Weight, a.k.a. What's a healthy weight? You guys, I went back and forth on this one. Like, actually, not even back and forth. That's not true. That's a lie. I'm lying. Sorry. What a terrible way to start the podcast. I had the title for this one, What is a Healthy Weight? Like, the whole time it was on my idea sheet, the whole time I was making the outline, the whole time I was thinking about this, I was like, what's a healthy weight? Let's talk about a healthy weight. All right, let's go, healthy weight. And then, like, maybe 10 minutes before I was about to start recording, I'm like, Nobody ever asks me that question. And I try really hard. I mean, my goal as your goal coach, your weight loss goal coach, is to help you actually answer your questions so that you can move forward on your weight loss journey. And I think of it as my job to like give you the information and the like strategic processes and give you a pep talk sometimes and show you the mindset and all those kinds of things. Like I want to actually help you. And the fact of it is, if I'm answering a question that you wouldn't have ever asked, it's not very helpful. I get asked all the time, like, how do I choose a goal weight? What's a good goal weight? How do I know when I've reached my goal weight? All kinds of questions about that phrase, goal weight, because, I mean, I am a goal coach and I'm a weight loss coach, so those words definitely go together. I notice, though, that I talk... When I'm talking to you, I do like to phrase it as a healthy weight, so I am going to be bringing in a little bit of that conversation today, too. In fact, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, first of all, why you need some sort of a goal weight. Then we're going to talk about what you might do to like choose a goal weight. Then we're going to talk about what is a healthy weight and how that relates to your goal weight and how it fits in with your overall health. Because as much as I am a weight loss coach... And I do not talk about like, oh, let's get healthy because that's not in and of itself a finite destination the way that weight loss really is. I don't want your weight loss to exist in a vacuum. And I'm going to get to that later because I could get off on a tangent about it right now. So let's talk about why you even need a goal weight, why this is an important topic. The truth of it is your brain, smart as you are, you are a smart, smart cookie and also your brain still has a lot of the functionality that we all had as cave people. (laughs) Let's be honest. Here's the thing about your brain. There are some functions that are still operating on a very, very, very basic level. And this is one of them. I like to think about treating my brain as though it is a toddler and really specifically one of my toddlers when I had them. My kids are in their 20s now. But my oldest has a very, very, very particular way of taking everything I say. He's gotten a little bit better and he's listening possibly in the other room right now. So I'm going to be really nice about what I say. (laughs) But especially when he was a child, he took everything I said just super literally. Like if I said five minutes, he would start looking at the clock. Even when he was tiny, he understood time so early. So, I mean, he really took me literally for every single thing I said. And I don't know if that's super common with all toddlers. When I was a preschool teacher, I felt like some kids were a little bit more savvy than others. So I'm just going to leave that where it is. My particular toddler 
could understand very specific instructions and wanted to follow through on those very specific instructions exactly the way they were spoken or written or conveyed to him. So your brain is very much like that. Your brain needs a destination. When you set off on your weight loss journey, it's okay to be a little bit vague as you get started because lots of us really don't know. You know you're losing. You know you want to lose. It's okay to be like, well, let's kind of see what I can even do to get moving. I'm not going to tell you that you have to know the exact number the day you get started or else you can't like possibly lose any weight at all. What I will tell you is that at some point in time on your journey, you will stall out if you don't know where you're going. It's a lot like getting in the car and being like, okay, I know I'm heading to, you know, let's say New York City because I live in California. So I could drive east for a long time before getting like into the weeds of, okay, at some point I need to know where New York City actually is. Like, like I know I got a lot of country between me and there, but at some point in time I need to figure out exactly which highway I'm going to get on to go to my exact destination. And even within the city, I don't actually know how many square miles it is. I'm not even going to guess. I'm not even going to guess. Point being, I need to know like what, I don't know, theater I'm going to or hotel or Hallmark, not Hallmark, Landmark. <laughs> landmark I'm going to. So that's the kind of day I'm having. Thank you. Thank you for me being the kind of girl who doesn't always know what words I'm using. In any event, at some point in time, you need to know where you're going. So your brain will need, at some point in time on your journey, some very specific instructions, which means that you do need to pick a number. There's another conversation to be had here about how your goal weight is not as specific as the destination as I am offering to you right this second. The truth of it is, as a biological specimen, I highly recommend that you actually consider your goal weight a range of somewhere between three and five pounds up and down of a specific number. Like, have a number, but no Know that your body is going to fluctuate the way that it has been fluctuating. If you weigh yourself at all, you know your body fluctuates constantly. I mean, on any given day, you could be up or down three pounds and it has nothing to do with what you've eaten. It's all about your body's processes. So I offer you that giving yourself a goal weight with a goal weight window of like at least three pounds on either side. And honestly, it's a little bit more comfortable to have like five pounds on either side, just so that you can stay there, consider yourself successful, consider yourself done, not thinking that you have to, you know, lose weight again or anything like that. So having a destination is going to be really important for your brain. Otherwise, if you're still stuck in that mode of you're kind of thinking like, well, I want to lose maybe 10 pounds, but it'd be okay if I lose five. But honestly, I mean, my doctor thinks I need to lose 40, but I don't really know if I could get there and stay there. At some point in time, your brain will be like, well, are we done? I mean, is this it? So it'll stop you from losing any more weight until you make a decision. So having a goal weight in mind is not going to stop you from getting moving, but is going to stop you from getting there if you don't know where there is. Okay. Here's what you might do to choose your goal weight. Lots of us have a real struggle with this one. And I will tell you, for me personally, this was not my area of struggle. I picked a number and I never thought twice about it. <laughs> I, I think sometimes about how oblivious I actually am about a lot of things in a lot of ways. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's a bigger conversation. But really specifically, I never second-guessed my goal weight. 
just never even thought about it. I picked a number that I had weighed before and it never occurred to me that I couldn't weigh that weight again until I got there and then I really struggled to keep it off. Like my problem, and I feel like I've told you this part of my story before, my problem was that I gained and lost weight so many times. I knew I could lose weight. Like I never suffered from any struggles of, oh my gosh, what if I can't lose the weight? I knew I could. I also knew allegedly that I would gain it back. I really, truly did not worry about getting to the goal, but I also really didn't think that goal was a final destination. I really thought that I would just gain it back. So what I will offer you is that when you are choosing your goal, your your best bet is to simply pick a number that you like. And lots of us don't quite know how to do this. So we find ourselves doing things like scouring the internet or asking our doctors or other experts or me, your best weight loss friend, or our friends or our neighbors or our family members or any number of other people who might have an opinion about what we should weigh. And what I want to offer you is that the reason you do that, well, there's actually a couple of reasons. Number one is because when you first start off on any kind of, any kind of a goal, every goal ever, the first step, you will just step instantly into the land of confusion and overwhelm. Like that is always the first place you go before you get any kind of traction. You just fall into this swamp of, I don't know what to do. And it's all so overwhelming and I don't know where to go next. And how should I get started? And what should I do? And all the things, because this is actually your brain's default function. Your brain would rather continue thinking and feeling and doing exactly what it's thinking and feeling doing right now, rather than thinking and feeling and doing something new. So it just throws up this big cloud of confusion to like stop you from doing anything. Also, akin to that is this fear that we all have of getting it wrong. And I say all, and I don't know if that actually applies to everybody. I'm going to say that it applies to you. I have noticed, I have noticed because I noticed it in myself. I have noticed that my audience, the people that I tend to attract, tend to be a lot like me in a lot of really, I think, funny ways. And this is one of them. I have a deep fear of getting things wrong. And I happen to know with the women that I work with in the Get Your Goal group really specifically, that this is very common among my audience, especially the audience that I hear from the most, the audience that I hear from in the comments, the audience that I work with in the Get Your Goal group, the audience that tends to be closer to me, tends to be closer to me because of this thing that we have in common. I don't like getting it wrong. I don't like the red pen. I don't like getting the A minus. I don't like not getting my gold star. I really deeply love to follow rules right up until I don't. That's a whole nother side of my personality that I think you also probably totally agree with. It's like, yes, give me rules and then I'll break the ones I don't like. (laughs) Right? So we have this thing about give me the rules so I know whether or not I want to follow them. And here's what I want to tell you. There isn't a rule. There just isn't. And this is maybe one of the hardest things about being a human is that we think that there should be rules for everything because we would really like them. We would like some parameters so that we can feel safe and cozy. And yet there aren't any. And that's why it feels so offensive when some people don't follow them because we think there should be. But also, we don't really have rules either. You can do anything. You can weigh anything. What do you want to weigh? And knowing that 
knowing that you are instantly going to be plunged into the swamp of confusion and overwhelm, and also you have this deep fear of getting it wrong, here's my really, I'm going to call it unpleasant advice for you. It's good advice. It's the advice that's going to move you forward, but you're not going to love to hear it. This is my job. This is my job as your personal goal coach best friend, is I get to tell you things that sound like tough love, and sometimes they sound really mean, but they're always helpful, or they're always intended to be helpful. Let me put that caveat on there. Sometimes you don't hear it that way, and that's totally okay. I promise you that I am always coming to our conversations with love and with so often such a deep understanding because I've been there. Like, I know how hard this is. I have felt this feeling that I'm about to offer to you. You can feel confusion and recognize that it is a feeling that you are creating for yourself. And I don't mean that in a blamey way. Again, I'm saying this nicely. I'm saying this with love. You are creating confusion for yourself because you have a human brain. Your human brain would rather stay the same. And so it throws questions at you and thoughts at you that create a feeling of confusion. But you can feel that and you can recognize that it's yours. You can also feel overwhelmed. Confusion and overwhelm, I don't find to be the ones that you're going to be resistant to. It's this next one, the feeling of being wrong. You getting squirmy just listening to me say that or watching me say that? By the way, I forgot to tell you, this one's on YouTube also. If you're just listening to the podcast, you can come see me. You can come watch my face. You can see how much I love you while I'm telling you to feel the feeling of wrongness. It is, I'm going to call it shame adjacent. It's not necessarily like that deep shame of I am wrong as a human being, but it's that embarrassment of I did something wrong and somebody is judging me, even though literally nobody is judging you, or I mean, actually more literally, everybody's judging you. That's a conversation for another day. Everybody's brain is actually hardwired to judge all the time. It's why we judge other people. It's why we judge ourselves. Yeah, other people are judging you, but also they're only thinking about themselves. So your opinion of other people's judgment of you is really just your judgment of yourself. The only person who could ever tell you that you are wrong is actually just you. It's all coming from inside the house. So when you just feel that feeling and recognize it as your own, recognize it as a creation of your own making, this feeling comes from your thoughts because all feelings do and you can feel it. So having given you that homework, enjoy it and let's move on to the actual practical part. Because honestly, here's the thing. The only thing standing between you and choosing a goal weight is these feelings. This is, this is actually the only thing standing between you and like anything you want in the world is an uncomfortable feeling that you'd rather not feel. So having felt confusion and overwhelm and wrong, <laughs> let's move on to actually choosing your goal weight because it'll really help you get to your goal, which is what we want, right? So here are some of the things that you might consider. I picked the weight that I was in high school. <laughs> I know that sounds so funny, but when I was, well, okay, when I was in high school, I actually thought I was fat because I mean, teenage girls, right? But also, I mean, socialization, diet culture, blah, blah, blah. In any event, there was a weight that I was in high school that was a size that felt comfortable, that even though I had all kinds of thoughts in my head that made me feel uncomfortable in my body, there was some awareness that it was a a perfectly fine weight. It was a weight that would fit, for example, and here's what I'm going to talk to you about the standards on like a height weight chart or a BMI chart. Those are the ones that are pretty common and that I will refer you to with the caveat of understanding that because there's a range, there's no such thing as a wrong number within that range or even 
outside of that range, because again, coming back to our conversation about how you really truly can't be wrong, but having given us some kind of a range of what would be considered a healthy weight or a goal weight, understand that you don't have to be at the bottom end of that range. Like you don't have to be the bottom number. I think that this is a really common misconception when people see like a height weight chart, your brain automatically is like, well, if I'm at the top end, that's not good enough. Again, what I offer you is that that is a thought that creates a feeling you can just feel. God, right up there with feeling wrong, but not good enough. Wow, you're so enjoying this conversation that we're having today, aren't you? But recognize that when you see a range of number, that your brain automatically picked a number and it thinks that the other ones are wrong. But that's a thought. You can be anywhere in that range that you want to be. I'm also going to suggest something in the realm of waist circumference. The standard for a waist circumference is your height in inches. It's half of it. I don't know. I could have looked that up. I've always heard that given as an inches thing. And I don't know if centimeters would be the exact same. It seems to me like it should because it's half of your height. So it shouldn't matter what the measurement is. Can somebody smarter than me confirm that? Because I don't actually know that. I've always heard it in inches because I live in America. We talk in inches. I understand inches. I don't actually know if that would translate into other measurements. I'm going to walk away from that one right now. In any event, I am five foot six. At five foot six, that's 66 inches. And yes, I've used a calculator to figure that out. At 66 inches tall, it means that for me, a healthy waist circumference or a goal weight would have me with a waist circumference of 33 inches or less. The reason waist circumference might be good for you, and I'm going to talk about this more when we talk about what data you might consider with a healthy weight as part of your goal weight, because there's a correlation between carrying belly fat and other kinds of like unhealthy things going on, like heart disease and uh, like stress response, metabolic disease, insulin resistance, things like that. So there's a reason why you might be concerned about your waist circumference along with your weight. The other thing that you might use as some sort of a standard is also considering your body fat percentage. I will tell you, I have a lot of opinions about this as a woman who has stood in front of a lot of women with the, I never used calipers at the job that I had, or when I was a personal trainer who went to people's houses, I always had the handheld body fat percentage. And now my scale has the body fat. They're good. They're not great. They're somewhat accurate. They're not super accurate. In fact, the only way to be like, and even then I'm going to say super accurate and I'm not even sure how accurate it is. Even the calipers aren't fantastic. They're slightly better than the handheld or the stand on body fat percentages. The underwater one where you actually like hold your breath and go underwater because of your buoyancy. I've heard that that one is more reliable. I don't actually know that either. Here's my opinion about any body fat measurement. It's an estimation. So when you are looking at those numbers on the daily or watching them fluctuate up and down, those numbers are not as accurate as you would like them to be. Your weight is accurate. Your weight actually fluctuates because of the billions of processes that that are going on. Some of those processes might be using and then storing fat that quickly. Maybe that's why your fat fluctuates too. I actually don't know that. I'm going to put a pin in that one and actually look that one up to see whether or not your body fat fluctuates as much as your weight because of your body using it and storing it constantly. I don't know that. 
That's a good question. Thank you for asking. <laughs> In any event, here's what I will offer you. A healthy body fat percentage in your healthy weight or your goal weight might be something that you'd like to keep an eye on. I mean, you've heard the phrase skinny fat. You don't want to get to a healthy weight and yet still have some of what would be considered unhealthy attributes that could can be like contributing to some kinds of diseases, which is where we're going to come into the conversation about what is the difference between a healthy weight and a goal weight. In my opinion, I would encourage you to choose a healthy weight within some of these ranges that we talked about as your goal weight so that you cover all your bases. I mean, honestly, for me, I feel like I've told you this at least a couple of times. I'm always going to choose the easy way to do something. I just prefer, even though I don't like this expression very much, I just prefer killing two birds with one stone. If I can be a goal weight and a healthy weight, I'd rather... It seems easier to me. It seems like the simplest way to go. And what I want to offer you is that I'm shedding hair, and I apologize because I know that's really weird to watch on camera. If you are one of those people, do you like really hate knowing that there's hair on people? Oh my God, I see myself on camera sometimes in the short videos that I'm... Oh, I meant to announce this, by the way. I'm actually in favor of the short videos that I have been putting out all year. And yes, I'm going to get back to our goal weight conversation. But in favor of the short videos that I've been putting out all year, I love making the shorts. But also, here's what I've noticed. Every single day, I put them out and I get more questions. And I feel like I'm not answering your questions in the way that I would really like to. So I'm moving away from the very short content into rather significantly longer content. I'm going to be hosting webinars, which another word for that is master classes, once a month. They are exclusively for people on my email list, though, so come on over to getyourgoal.com and sign up for the 5.0 method so that you can get on my email list so that you can be invited. They're not going to be available elsewhere. I really want to serve my audience in the best way possible by making this, I'm going to say an intimate audience where you can be there and ask questions and I can really answer your questions because they're not just Q&A and they're not just like... I'm not going to say like drive-by Q&A. I'm going to be hosting webinars that have very specific topics that I'm going to dive deep into so that you can really understand your weight loss journey in a way that I feel like it's helpful one minute at a time. I stand behind the decision that I made to give that a go. And I also stand behind my decision to let it go (laughs) because, okay, because for a lot of reasons. One of them is that I like to talk a lot. One of them is that I'd like to be more helpful. One of them is that I would like to answer more of your questions. Again, with the whole easy versus difficult thing, I'd like to answer more of your questions than one tiny part of it. I have found it personally for myself a little bit frustrating to barely answer a question in a minute. So I'm going to give this longer form content a go and it might be wrong. Coming back to our conversation about why we're scared to like make a decision and say, this is the thing that I'm going to do. I've made a decision that this is the thing that I'm going to do. And I felt through the whole, what if this is the wrong way to go? And then I'm going to give it a go. And if we all hate it and I don't like it and it's not serving you, I'll try something else. And this is actually what I kind of want to tell you about your goal weight too. Let's come back to the goal weight thing. You can't get it wrong. Like you really can't. I know that you kind of have it in your mind 
that at some point your weight is going to be permanent because it feels like maybe, you know, I, I hear all the time like, oh, I've been overweight my whole life. I've struggled with my weight my whole life. Like you kind of think your weight is permanent and I want you to know that it's really not. Like it's really not. You can always change your weight. Always. You can weigh less. You can weigh more. You can change your body fat percentage. You can change your body composition. You can change your bone density. You can change your blood pressure. You can change things about your body. And I'm not saying it's fast, but you can. You're capable. It's doable. You're a biological specimen, which means that you, you're biologically hardwired to make changes. You're supposed to. So having said all of that, I want to offer you that... One of the things you think might go into, in fact, some of the things that you think might go into your decision about your goal weight are some of the lifestyle factors like drinking alcohol or going out to eat a lot or loving to be social or thinking of yourself as like a foodie, someone who really likes food. And I want you to know that none of those things actually affect your ability to get to and maintain your goal weight. I'm going to start talking a lot slower here because I really want you to take that in. You can be exactly who you are and love the things you love and weigh what you want to weigh. They're not mutually exclusive. You can make decisions about how much or how little, as the case may be, of anything you want to do, anything you want to eat, anything you want to drink. You can have it all. That's what I'm going to offer you. You can have it all. And it doesn't mean that you can have it all in terms of I can eat anything I want at any quantity. I can have anything I want in quantities that keep me having the goal weight that I want and the health that I want and the life that I want. You can have, what is that, a trifecta? Was that three things? I feel like there's probably more. But you can have what you want. You can have what you want simply because you want it. And it means that you will be making choices. You will be making decisions. And this is where we come right back to where we started with feeling that feeling of what if I get it wrong out of your way. Feel it now And I mean, you'll probably feel it again later too. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned about processing emotions. Even after you feel them once and you're like, okay, got that one out of the way. It'll come up again in a different shade, a different nuance for a different thing. So having said this to you that you can do anything, you can't get it wrong. Feeling that like big overarching feeling, you might still need to feel it again in its smaller ways. When you think to yourself, I can't have, for example, three beers with dinner. I don't know why that was my example, (laughs) but it is. It's out there. Here we go. You can. You're not wrong for that. And having that doesn't preclude you from having what you want. That constant feeling like you're misstepping, like you're getting it wrong. You can just feel that feeling and make choices. It actually, I promise you, Feeling your feelings, processing through your emotions will make decision-making and make this whole prioritizing thing that I offer you as the solution 
it will make it so much simpler because your brain won't be clouded with that worry of wrongness. That low-grade worry about getting it wrong, it stops you from making a lot of decisions in your life, just so you know. Spoiler alert. Once you get that up and out of you, you'll have the brain space to really think, what's the priority for me? What do I want? And, and having said that, I offer you that part of what you want might be getting in this whole healthy weight range as your goal weight, which means that you might want to consider more than just your weight as some of your parameters for what's healthy. A healthy weight is part of being healthy, which is why I suggest that as your goal weight. But putting all the pressure on, okay, if I'm this weight, then that means that I'm healthy. I I tend to argue with that one because I prefer to think of my weight as being a range of things that I can look at and a range of things that I can work on and a range of standards that I can meet so that I get a little bit bigger picture and none of the single numbers feel like, I'm going to say life or death, even though that's maybe not the best turn of phrase for this particular conversation, but it doesn't feel so important, so much pressure to like get to this weight. Like that's the one and only thing that everything is riding on. For me personally, I love A, being a healthy weight. I also, I do kind of pay attention to the waist circumference thing. It's not my main factor. I don't measure my waist very often, but I do occasionally just to make sure that I'm still fitting within what I consider my healthy range. I don't check my blood pressure at home, but well, actually that's not true. When my son just recently got his um, paramedic license, And so he was checking my blood pressure a lot, like when he was doing his EMT school and then not as much now that he's like working on an ambulance and doing paramedics actual stuff, but it was super fun when he would like check my blood pressure more often. So I have the equipment. I can, I'm capable. I have, I have a licensed professional who can do it for me, but it's not something that I personally worry about very much. I've never had a history of high blood pressure. I mean, I have history in my family, but not me personally. So it's not something that I keep an eye on any more regularly than my regular doctor visits. I also love to notice my resting heart rate. That's the one that I have access to quite literally on my wrist most of the time when I'm wearing my watch. But I I keep the data for my resting heart rate because I do consider that to be one of the factors where I know where I know where my stress level is. It's much more so than like how healthy am I overall. It's how much stress am I feeling this week, this month, like what's going on in my life right now is really the question that that answers. I also keep an eye on my VO2 max. I mean, as an athlete, that is something that I pay attention to. I find it very interesting that even though I am doing rather significantly less and different work, that my cardiovascular health is actually still excellent. And I'm really pleased about that because it is something that I care a lot about. I also keep an eye on, again, I don't find this to be completely accurate, but I keep an eye on my bone density and my muscle mass because my smart scale gives me those numbers. I look at those numbers. I don't put a lot of stock in exactly how accurate they are, but it is something that I pay attention to because especially this year, as I'm working on strength training goals, I am really enjoying watching my muscle mass go up. It's been super fun. So what you might consider, and I also, I have specific performance numbers. I I will tell you, I don't have a lot of specific performance numbers in my life right now. I used to like live and die by my running speeds. And now I'm like, oh, 
yeah, I went for a little trot <laughs> the other day. So I don't have nearly as many uh, like specific performance statistics that I pay attention to, but you might, and I throw that out there as something that you might want to consider as part of your overall healthy lifestyle goal weight conversation. The thing that I will offer you, and this really kind of gets into the this gets into the weeds of me going off on a tangent, so I'll just offer it to you quickly and I will try really hard not to go off on a tangent, but some of the things, some of the statistics that you really don't need to pay attention to, you really don't need to pay attention to your daily steps. You just don't. It's wildly unnecessary. It is not your best indicator of health. It's an indicator of what you're capable of doing, but it's not your best indicator. It's really, really not. Aiming for some kind of artificial step goal doesn't actually tell you about your heart health. It doesn't actually tell you whether or not you're losing weight and losing weight is your goal. It doesn't actually tell you about the things that could be more important to you. As a number, it might be fun. It might be like interesting way to think of motivating yourself to, you know, close your wings and things like that. But understand that that in and of itself isn't necessarily helping you get to things that matter. So paying attention to what matters and then Having numbers that are just for fun, totally okay. I mean, I, I think all the time about about having like a subscriber goal on YouTube. For the longest time, I had subscriber numbers. Like I wanted to get to 100,000. That was super important to me. And the fact of it is that 100,000 subscribers is literally just a vanity number. It has nothing to do with revenue. It has nothing to do with how many people are watching your videos. It has nothing to do with actually helping people if that is your goal, which of course it is mine. Like it was just a number. It wasn't helpful at all. So knowing what's getting you to your goal and what's not is going to be really important here. And then I offer you also your alleged calorie burn. I know a lot of people get really interested in those numbers. I get questions on the daily, you know, how many calories does this workout burn? The truth of it is, A, you can't really know, and B, it really doesn't matter. Calories in, calories out doesn't work for menopausal women. Our bodies work differently. Our bodies work on a whole nother level. We have leveled up here. <laughs> We're at level 50 <laughs> or more. And our bodies just don't operate like that anymore. Your body needs to prioritize rest in a way that your burn is inconsequential. It really, really is. So that, again, I'm not going to go off on any tangents or any get involved in any weeds, even though I totally did. But there you go. So my friend, my friend, let's come back. Let me ask you the question that we started with. What parameters do you want to pay attention to? What goal weight do you want to get to? Here's what I'm going to offer you. When you feel those feelings that are standing in between you and your goal, when you get those yucky, uncomfortable feelings up and out of you of overwhelm and confusion and shame-adjacent worry about being wrong and that kind of a thing, you will have so much space inside of you to actually feel desire for your goal. To actually just settle in and be like, what do I want for myself? I know some of you just got really uncomfortable. Like, what do I want for myself? Can I want something for myself? I know. I know. That's why we get those uncomfortable feelings up and out so that we make space for self-love, for desire for self, for a desire for something that we want just because we want it. You might take all of these standards into consideration and you might take none of them into consideration. And I offer you that that's fine too. You can want what you want. In fact, please do. Please tap into that feeling of wanting something for yourself simply because you want it. 
It's a beautiful expression of your love for yourself to give yourself the gift of your goal in the form of a goal weight as part of whatever bigger picture you want for your life. My friend, I really hope this was helpful for you today. Thank you for coming along on this wild ride. And I will see you again next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave a rating and review so other women of a certain age can stop struggling with the scale and start loving their menopausal bodies. And if you're ready to change your mindset while you're changing your weight, then it's time to get into the Get Your Goal Mastermind group, where you'll find my proven success formula, answers to your questions, expert coaching, and the community support you've been looking for. You don't need to lose weight alone when you can have fun and level up your mindset with friends. With weekly coaching calls, live journaling classes, and access to the tools and strategies I've used to help thousands of women lose weight for the last time, the Get Your Goal group is the place for you to get your goal. Learn more about group membership at www.getyourgoal.com. And I'll see you inside the group.